When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of A Matter of Truth. It is the end of July. We have made it, ladies and gentlemen, to the end of July. It is still hot outside. COVID is still a real thing and Todd White repented. What in the world is going on in this crazy, crazy year? Bro, it's 2020. It's like... You remember the New Year's Eve? Everybody's like, 2020 is going to be so much better than 2019. And I, 2020 is like, man, turned everything upside down. Yeah, that's like one of those things like God goes, here, hold my fresca. And then just totally <laughs> warped 2020 into just this crazy, bizarre, dispensationalist, happy year. Like, I yeah. bet you they're like foaming at the teeth right now. They're like, it's going to happen any minute. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It could. Nobody knows. This is nobody the thing. knows. <laughs> I'm not going to discount anything at uh, all. No, at, at, you know what? At this juncture, I, you you can't. And no you know, it's it's funny because um, we we did a panel discussion for Undying Light this that dropped earlier this week, and we had um, Chris and Matt on the show, and we were talking. Uh, you were unfortunately busy, but it was. It, we, we got to the end and we started talking eschatology and then we got into this like new, like we were just messing around. Like it was just pointless talk at this point, but I kept the recording going cause it was funny. And so we started talking about uh, being raptured, right? Like how obs- obscure the rapture is. And you, so you heard the sound clip that I posted on Instagram and it says, yeah, you're going to get raptured, come back, live the seven year tribulation and then get re-raptured again. <laughs> and there's there's literally no context to why I said that, but it's the now it's the fifth new view of eschatology. It's called woke millennialism. <laughs> and with 2020 being the way it is, that's got to be what's going to really happen to all the Christians. <laughs> Something is. It's funny. The uh, I don't know which guy uh, commented and was like, oh, my head hurts or something. <laughs> I think <laughs> I that, that was Chris. Was I think we were just we were taking it for a spin there at the end. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. I was, I was amused. I was, I was laughing about that. It was good. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Like I'm like, we were going through the whole episode. I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, boy, there's some really good sound clips in here, um, around just us talking about the church. And then we got to the very end. I'm like, nope, this is it. This is the clip. You just can't. Yeah, that was, you just can't change it. So no, that was a great clip, and it's it's perfect for because I mean the state of the church. I mean, 
you look at it, it, it everything again, everything is upside down on its head yeah. with uh, with COVID and with I think the state and the direction of a lot of the churches. We we, we talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, again today, you, you what, what was it Sunday? The Todd White thing happens, yep. and it's kind of hitting social media. Mm-hmm. And then today you have John MacArthur on Tucker, yeah. Fox News. Yep. Um, and I caught a little bit of the actual um, interview and mm-hmm. he's just, you know, he's just hitting hard. fire, man. Dude, he's hitting hard. And, you know, and I, again, I'm like, I don't know which way to feel about COVID, and, you know, but I mean, but he, he was making great points from, you know, based on statistics. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was it was good what I saw. I love John yeah. MacArthur. I do. Yeah. I think he, I think he just, I think at his point in his ministry and his walk, he just does not, he's just not going to back down from anybody. And uh, he went total. I was actually watching an older interview when uh, newsroom was governor of San Francisco and John and him were on. Um, oh, what's the show? I can't even think of it now. It's Larry King, King live. Yeah. Yeah. Larry King. yeah. And uh, yeah. And John just took him to town on you know, gay marriage and that I'm like, I'm just sitting there at work. I'm like trying to not cheer. Cause I was so pumped. I'm like, take him to the street MacArthur. And, yeah. and the guy just has been relentless. And he, you know, we, we, we had a conversation earlier today. We talked for almost an hour mm-hmm. just on, on the Todd white thing, which we're not really going to cover tonight. Um, we talked about just all sorts of odds and ends as, as we do. Cause we go down rabbit holes on our, theological walk <laughs> and you know one of the things that kind of um brought to my mind is this concept of, of of just and i think paul washer said it is we have too many men playing church or too many boys playing church mm, and we that. don't have enough we don't have enough men to stand up and be men and take the gospel forward and I actually was working on a post. It's probably not going to go out today. Um, talking about it, about being man enough and standing. Actually, I think I shared it to my story. Um, and I and I think that's the problem that we run into is that we su- we have such a soft church, and and we have people like like MacArthur who's willing to stand and defy the government. Whereas everybody else is going, oh, okay, yes, Mr. Government, we'll we'll close our doors for indefinite amounts mm-hmm. of time. And John's like, you know, we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt for, for you know, to be safe. And, and then once we realized that it was all just a bunch of political nonsense, they pull back and say, and then John goes, no, this is done. I'm going to start preaching. And he said he preached to an empty church for a couple of weeks before mm-hmm. people started to trickle in. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, I, I mean... I just, I think that's the type of fight that the church needs. Yeah, totally agree. You hear it all the time with respect to like, you know, um, what's being preached from the pulpit. And, and it seems as though a lot of pastors are afraid to just, you know, take the truth in kindness and put it out there. Um, and touching on the Todd White thing, what I thought was, was really, um, that clip that I posted from him where I actually, uh, um, pulled the quote from, you know, he, he specifically talks about that. He's like, God doesn't want half-hearted people. He was saying basically mm-hmm. in a paraphrase that, you know, there is no middle ground with Jesus. And that's basically what he was saying. And for that to come from a word of faith healer, uh, 
you know, uh, former preacher, hopefully that's, you know, the path he's staying on is, is important to hear because there is, there isn't any mm. middle ground with Jesus. He never alluded that there was middle ground. You're either all in or you're all out. That's, that's the message mm. that you hear Jeff Durbin, yeah. uh, James White, uh, John MacArthur, RC, I mean, a lot of them preach. And I, I had said this, I think on the very first show I was on with you guys, uh, you and Paul, you know, it was a little, uh, you know, a little gloomy to say, but that, that type of preaching style is you're seeing it less and less. You're seeing it less and less and you're seeing more of the mm-hmm. middle ground lukewarm because they don't want to offend anybody. You, you approach truth with kindness, you know, with heart and, uh, and, but you stick to the truth and, and there is no, there is no, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to try Jesus on and see how he fits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all in, and you know, nowhere in scripture do you see this try Jesus type mentality. I mean, we, we can go down the rabbit hole, Todd white, but we have actually have been sitting on questions for a long time. Oh, man, you did I, it. You, you pulled us out of the rabbit hole. Dude, you, usually you go down that ride. Oh, I pulled us out. <laughs> You're I, out. I would, I have been, I've been in the Todd white. I have been in the Todd white rabbit hole since like three Not o'clock today. So I am burnt out. And you and I had like 45 minute conversation on him. I did the live. You got on the live with me for a few minutes. I've had conversations back and forth with DMS and, and I'm so, but I, you know, when we had originally talked, this episode was geared towards the listeners and we might still do a drive by this. We can just, cause here's the thing. And this is you and I both agreed to it. Time is going to tell with Todd Amen. White. Todd, time is going to give us the, you know, the, the answer to what really happened on Sunday. Right. Was it authentic or was it not? So let's give it a couple of weeks and we can revisit to see, okay, Todd's really authentic. He's doing X, Y, and Z like we hope he would. If we don't see any movement, then we got to start questioning. Give it. the guy a minute, you know, and I, I will say this. Everybody jumped on that Kanye West bandwagon quicker than anything in the world. Yeah. And like, come on, man, mm, you know, listen mm. to this album on and on and on about Kanye. I, and I just, you know, okay. So, so let's biblical. Look, let's look at the fruit. Let's, let's wait. <laughs> let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm all about it, man. All about it. And that's, it's the same thing needs to be applied to Todd White or anybody else who repents. And, he, and the way he repented was, was different. There was genuine fear. There was brokenness. Um, you know, he had a fear in his eyes and his voice about, you know, yeah. the souls that he is leading, that he's potentially leading them astray in that message. So look, man, give him a chance, uh, you know, and like you said, this yeah. is this is between him and God. Ultimately, God is sovereign. All things will work out the way God wants them. Same with the election, right? <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's where we end up. So, so we got a couple questions. We've, we've sat on these for a while because we've had a couple guests on and that's great. We love having people on. We've uh, actually our August 15th episode, we're going to have uh, Doreen Virtue on that's right. and she's going to come on and, and talk about her new book and talk about new age. And we're going to have probably a very long and healthy conversation um, then. Yeah. And we're taking your questions. Whoever's listening. All three of you, yeah. We will take your questions. Yeah, the th- three, 
three and a half because there's probably a child in there somewhere that's <laughs> right. having to deal with our voices. <laughs> so fire away. Send us DMs, emails, voice messages, uh, smoke signals, whatever you need to do. Get us your questions and we'll get them on the show, hopefully. Uh, so uh, I will let you pick the first question. We have two of them that we want to answer tonight. All right, cool. This one's from Courtney. And again, we apologize that it took so long to get to them. Hey guys, got a quick question for you. I was reading in Ephesians and it says, be angry and do not sin. And then I heard a pastor, a local pastor using that verse um, kind of along the lines of pushing the Black Lives Matter movement a little bit. Um, And I just, what he said didn't really seem right to me. Read the passage, I read it in context. I read the entire book and I'm still a little bit confused um, about what that verse actually means. I was hoping you guys could break it down and maybe even discuss if that can be used to discuss current events at all um, or if that was as fishy as it felt like in that sermon. Thanks. Well, thank you, Courtney, for the question. And um, I hope we do some due diligence at answering it. And um, I think Anthony's going to allow me to take the first stab at this, correct? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we actually had to do a little digging because she didn't (laughs) give us the chapter or verse in the question, which is totally fine. Uh, But we found it. It's in uh, Ephesians 4, and it is verse... 26 and 27. So the context to chapter four is unity in the body of Christ. So to provide all of the context, go read all of chapter four, but we're not going to here. But what I am going to do is I'm going to read a few verses ahead um, and a few verses after to kind of maybe put some meat around it. So this section is titled the new life. And this comes in verse 17, but we're going to go to 25. Paul says, therefore, which is a transition of thought from his prior verses. Uh, Actually, before we get to therefore, I'd like to go back to 22 to continue building context because that's what we're all about. 22 says to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and the true righteousness of holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let one, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one another. 26 of the verse in question. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Verse 27, and give no opportunity to the devil. Verse 28, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Okay. So this is kind of an interesting verse. It feels like it's out of place, right? Be angry, but do not sin. Well, how can you be angry and not sin? Well, there's there's actually a few reasons or a few ways that Paul can actually is writing about this. And uh, we can actually go back because that's what we talked about on the on the on our call today. Paul doesn't contradict scripture himself or Christ. Paul is complimenting and building out from what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. So when he says to be angry, but do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger. When we are angry, we must keep it within ourselves to not sin. And, and I know that sounds hard to kind of fathom. So let's, let's build a scenario. 
Jesus, walking into the temple, gets angry because they have turned his father's house into a den of thieves. So he fashions some whips and drives out everybody. Flipping tables and all the whole works. Everybody knows, I hope everybody listening, the three people and the child listening, know the story to this. The fig tree. Jesus goes because he's hungry to grab a piece of fruit, finds out the tree has no fruit, curses the fig tree. We have moments where Christ is angry. You could even say that he's angry with the Pharisees when he delivers the woes to them in all of the Gospels. He doesn't Mark, or he doesn't Matthew and Luke, I know for sure. Um, I'm not sure if he doesn't Mark. I assume he does. But you know, he tells the Pharisees, woe to you, evildoers. And he calls them hypocrites and all of the, you know, he just digs right into them. And he doesn't do it with a smile on his face. He's not sitting there, you know, twiddling his thumbs and just, you know, chilling all like nothing's a problem. If we're angry, the anger has to be a righteous anger. It has to be fueled by something that is opposing the word of God. It has to be biblically inspired anger. You can be angry at abortion. You can be angry at injustice. But to be angry, as in Courtney is saying about Black Lives Matter, that is not a righteous judgment. It's not a righteous movement. It's not a biblical movement. It's a Marxist, anti-United States. Anti-family. Yeah, it's anti-family. It's anti-white person. It's And in a lot of respects, it's anti-black person because it only cares for those who are in the movement. It doesn't it doesn't go in a riot into Chicago when Chicago has 30 some black people shot every weekend. They didn't say anything about the 10 month old child that was just shot the other day in Chicago while riding in the backseat of her car. Yeah. So where's the where's the cries for that? So if your pastor takes Ephesians 426 and uses that to justify Black Lives Matter, get up and leave the church immediately. Like, don't just get up and leave because that is not a biblical use of this text. So we're talking about righteous indignation. Um, right. Anger at evil is what we're talking is, – is exactly what Paul is talking about. It's like mm-hmm. the anger uh, that hates immorality, ungodliness, the you know, those types of things, everyday, everyday other in general sin – is what um, is what the verse is, is talking about, is what you're saying. That's right. I, I see a lot of Christians get angry over the wrong things. And I see a lot of Christians get angry over things that really aren't relevant or they have no power over. And and sometimes it's fine. I, I struggle with, with anger. I mean, it, it's like a root sin of mine. Yeah. But I know that my anger isn't rooted in righteousness it's not a it's not a god inspiring anger it's just me being selfish it's me not getting my way it's me falling into sin and and i would venture to say that most often that is the same anger that many people experience it's self-righteous anger you hit it right on the head because so when anger is unselfish right and it's based on love for god and others then it's it's it is permissible because it's it's an unselfish anger. You're not ang you know you're not getting angry because your wife won't let you go mountain biking 
<laughs> or, you know, fishing or playing golf, yeah. you know, and, yep. or, or you're, you know, you're reacting to, you know, at your kid because they spilled milk all over the place and you're lashing out in anger, calling them whatever it, it may be, whatever comes to your mind for a pastor to pull that to support anything, even close to any movement, you know, you know, a native American movement, a, a, you know, the black lives matter movement, anything it just, it doesn't fit. It's a poor interpretation of, of, of the scripture. It is. And anytime you try to use scripture to justify a movement like Black Lives Matter, you're manipulating scripture. Oh man, people, and, and you hear the, well, you know, Jesus had anger in the church. You know, I've heard that with, you know, to, mm -hmm. support, to support the uh, BLM movement and the removing of statues. You know what, have, keep your statues. Go, you know, yeah. keep on, keep on idol worshiping. You know, have at it, man. With the statues, I could care less. I could care. And I've even told my wife, if these, you know, left Democratic cities want to burn themselves to the ground, let them. I don't I don't care because, you know, I serve one king and that's Christ. And I'm not going to allow some, you know, punk 20 year old tell me how to live my life because I offended him. I could care less. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that sounds rude of me. But at the same time, I, I, I have to be compassionate and show love and and try to share the gospel. But these individuals are so hard hearted. They don't care. They have no desire to persevere life for anybody other than themselves. Yeah, they could they could care less for even the people close to their in their circles. You know, we saw that happen when um, Seattle got locked down in their little, you know, utopia. They were shooting each other there. It's a mess. These people should have been like, you know, hanging out and chilling, right? Like the hippie communes. This is like their utopia. And they still can't get along. Nope. And hate and hate just fuels their heart. It's pride and hate. Spot on. Come on. You don't have to be a rocket science scientist to, um, to to see this. And just to kind of close the loop on be angry and do not sin, it goes on, right? You said, do not let the sun go down on your anger. I mean, right. That's very important because even, you know, anger that is righteous, right? Um, it can turn nasty and bitter. It can, you can, mm -hmm. you, it can harden your heart. So at the end of the day, per this verse, you know, you got to let that go. You know, right. you can't keep, keep that in you because then you, you end up like them just yeah. on the other side. Yep. And, and look, you can renew your, your anger for let's use abortion as the topic. You can renew your anger every day. That's right. But, but at the end of the day, you have to put it away and say, I have to serve God and I have to be the, the man or woman in my family that, you know, that they need. I need to be the husband and wife, or I need to be the father or mother to my children. You have to be the coworker, the family member, whatever your role is, you have to put your anger aside to fulfill that role. Those roles are more important than your anger. Yeah. Yep. And at the end of the day, what it boils down to, and you said it perfectly is you, you just have to let it go. You know, you don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed fuming. And th even if it's not about abortion, for instance, like don't go to bed mad at your spouse, mm. you know, be because here's the truth. What if one of you doesn't wake up in the morning? You're not promised tomorrow. You might go to bed the healthiest human being on, on the planet. 
And if you go to bed angry, I mean, you run a real, you're, you're, you're taunting God. Mm. And, and I, and I firmly believe that if you taunt him long enough, if you shake your fist at him long enough, he'll answer you. Dude, his patience, it really is never ending, but there is an immediate end to those mm-hmm. who are shaking their fist, it, it, meaning an immediate end to God's patience with, with the God haters. And, yep. um, and that is truth, man. That is in scripture. I told my one daughter and she got out of the car really super angry. And I basically said the same type of thing. I was like, you know what? We're not promised tomorrow. I, you know, you're so upset over this. I'm trying to have a conversation. Just mm-hmm. remember, we are not guaranteed tomorrow. When you're presented with those opportunities uh, with respect to anger and um, you need to be an example for your kids. I, you know, that's something I'm working hard same here so i mean yeah i i I will flat out admit this so um i I, like i said earlier i i struggle with anger my wife knows that i know it my close people my circles know it i i get angry and i get angry over stupid stuff you know i i grew up not a christian so i was not rooted in the scripture and i was not rooted in a you know um that type of a life Mm -hmm. with my family and that's neither here nor there but Sunday morning, um, I was laying on the, I was kind of half laying on the couch and my daughter was laying up on like my upper chest, just sitting there and she was watching TV and I was holding on to her and my wife brings over, um, after we had breakfast, we make these little yogurt things on Sundays. So we take berries and, and yogurt and a whole bunch of stuff, throw it in the blender and that's what we eat and throw some granola on it. It's supposed to be healthy, I guess. And we put it in a little squeezy pouch. My daughter loves those things. So my wife brought it over and handed it to my daughter, but didn't realize that she had overflowed it. So it was like dripping everywhere mm-hmm. and it was dripping all over me. It was dripping all over our daughter. And, and I got mad. I lost my temper. And so I jumped up and I ran over and I put my daughter into her little booster seat. And, and I was just fuming. I'm just ranting about, you know, why would she, why would she have the audacity to do this? And and then we got to sit down at breakfast and eat. And I felt like the biggest idiot in the world. I mean, you, you talk about humiliation. I humiliated myself and, and my wife and I were even talking about it. It was last night or tonight. I forget. Um, Our evenings are really just a meshy pot of stuff. So you got to understand that. But we're we're talking and and I just I'm like, I really want to be a better example for my daughter. And I said, you know, me getting mad on Sunday was not an excuse. And I don't want her to witness that from me because I grew up and my parents fought and my parents got angry all the time very easily. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my daughter to see that. I want my daughter to see you know, a dad who's loving and caring and providing. And I want her to say, you know, I want me to be the standard of man she looks at Mm -hmm. in a spouse. And, and if I'm just dropping, you know, on the limb to get mad, that's bad character on my part. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a tough thing, man. Uh, And I'll just say this. um, It, it, it doesn't end. I have, I have, uh, I have daughters and um, I have, um, elementary, middle, and high school. Um, so that feeling of, you know, losing your temper um, and then coming back and realizing, you know what, I missed a teachable moment. 
Uh, you know, I, I missed a moment when I could be setting an example. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's hardcore to sit and reflect on, you know, as that moment's passed, you've moved on and, and, and how you can, how you teach and how you, you should li- live by example is, you know, I'll go to my, to my daughters when, you know, I've just completely f- flown off the handle for no reason and, and apologize, ask for forgiveness. And then it became a teach moment. It was, it was you know, so you get joy. And, and, and I found that with kids, God is just, I mean, he's refining me and and revealing things I never knew about myself. Um, yep. Beautiful and and awesome as well as <laughs> horrible that I am. Am I capable of thinking or saying that? I mean, and that's just real talk, man. I mean, yep. it continues. It, it'll keep on. <laughs> and you just, you know, by God's grace, I think, you know, parents and um, and, and caregivers, you know, they, they get through it. They get through mm-hmm. it. It's tough. And, you know, and that's why, you know, we can't sit or beat ourselves up over, you know, um, a bad moment of failure where we where we stumble and we fall. It's as learning experiences, right? It's, it's learning to cope with this reality that, hey, you're a sinner. We're all sinners. And that's just the reality that we have to accept. Mm-hmm. And and I think this is a great question because it starts to dig into some the you know some sin that uh, isn't always addressed in the church. It's um, you know it doesn't always talk about you know those that uh, have experiences or have issues dealing with anger and righteous anger at that. Uh, we don't get into this. We don't get into this. Um, deep conversation about how do we rid sin yeah and uh so that's a great question courtney i'm really you know it's nice that you brought it up because it gets it it allows me to be open and honest with you know the people and allows me to show you know that we're not perfect by a long shot yeah yeah It, it was a great question and just in this conversation alex i mean you know i've it just convicted me in thinking thinking back through my day. So I really appreciate the the question, Courtney. It was awesome. So let's uh, we got another one, right? Yeah, we do. We got one from from Izzy, which is a very cool name, by the way. She's actually thirty minutes down the road from from where I live. Which who nice? Who knew? It's a small world. Who knew? Yeah. I, IGE yeah. just makes the world smaller, and everything on the internet makes the world a lot smaller. Yep, tiny. All right, let's uh, let's dig into this question from Izzy. Hey guys, this is Izzy. I'm from Maryland. Uh, my question today pertains to the topic of conspiracy theories. As Christians, should we engage conspiracy theories, and if so, to what extent? All right, I I, I love yeah. this question. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll let you take the first crack at it. Oh, you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll share some comments, and then you can jump in, but. The reason I love this this particular question is a buddy of mine. We we had some conversation with regards to um, aliens and the Nephilim. And again, I'm not really sure what we're talking about with conspiracy theories and the Bible because I've heard so many different ones. So, um, you know, I think it's it's interesting from that aspect. And I can't wait to actually hear you jump in here because mm-hmm. you can you can kind of lose sight of again, the old Testament, new Testament, it, it all points to Christ. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's about salvation. 
but we can actually lose sight. And I think I've seen pastors dig deep into this whole idea of aliens and, and the Bible points to it and, and the Nephilim and, and everything. And it just, you completely lose sight of, you know, of, of what scripture is pointing to and, you know, in sharing the gospel and things like that. So um, me personally, um, conspiracy, conspiracy theories um, out of scripture. I mean, I don't think we should actually, I think they're, they're fun topics, but mm-hmm. anything like that, that's being preached from the pulpit regard regarding aliens and the government and uh, things like that. I just don't feel that's, that's the place to have that kind of a conversation from the pulpit. So that's kind of a short, you know, my short uh, response to it. Totally agree. And I, I think it's interesting because there's sometimes where conspiracy theorists or theories uh, can be fun to entertain. Um, I like the idea that around Halloween time I can watch like ghost hunting shows. Oh, yeah. I like those. I just for some reason, I'm just vastly entertained by them. And, and I'll watch them throughout the year, not just around Halloween time, but I'll watch them throughout the year because they're just entertaining. It's, you know, whether I believe in it or not, it's another topic, but um, actually, it's really not. But <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in ghosts, Alex? Um, <laughs> you know, here's here's what I've told my wife. No, but yes. And the reason I say that is it's not a ghost of the quote unquote loved one or the parish one, because uh, I will actually cover that in my eschatology series. So spoiler alert. Um, the ghosts that we encounter or spirits or whatever, I believe are demonic imitating a loved one. I believe there are demons, um, that are out to deceive us. And that's my take on them. That's completely unfounded by scripture because there's really, I mean, there's no scripture to support stuff like that. My thought on just that, and and I agree a hundred percent. Uh, but I'll go further. I believe that if you are in the body of Christ, uh, chosen by God, you are part of God's family, um, that, you know, I don't believe that those things can happen to you, meaning, um, you know, the ghosts that, that yeah. the demons or well, mm-hmm. actually, well, let me back up. Maybe that's not true. I'm thinking as I go, as I say, uh, I what I meant, there's no way that you can be possessed. Possessed. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking in my head. It didn't come out. I apologize. Um, but with respect to, I think, you know, yeah, absolutely. Demons quote ghosts that try to spook you and, you know, absolutely, because they they're unleashed on this earth right now. This is yep. this is the domain God over everything, of course. But I mean, Satan is 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 loose right now, and yeah. is yep. legion as well. So, yep. and he, he, I mean, he is technically the Lord of this world, mm-hmm. right? He is the the lowercase God of this this realm that we're in. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, I, I get that's kind of where I bring my position to, and we see that. You know, by the many cases in the gospel where Jesus is casting out demons. Well, how do the demons get into these possessed, you know, to possess these people? I mean, they have to be roaming the earth. 
Yeah. And even even God calls Satan and Job. He says, where have you been? He goes, oh, you know, roaming to and fro. <laughs> you know, Satan, Satan's just walking the earth that's, looking for somebody to devour. Dude, that's freaky. I mean, it is when you really stop and think about it. It is. It's crazy. And that's why with media, mm-hmm. different types of shows, um, you know, those kinds of things. If you even give Satan a crack. And you are not He'll take saved. It. He'll right. take it. Exactly, man. Yep. He's going to, mm-hmm. and this is the problem with children, you know, as you're raising your kids and they're not at the age of, of knowledge and with respect to knowing the Lord and yes, you pray over them. But I mean, if you give that crack, Satan is going to just, it's going to be like a bullet and they get fascinated with Harry Potter's and all, all this type of, you know, this, this type of stuff. Hey man, I love a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. and things, but I mean, we're adults, you know, so yeah. I, so I, I can very, understand it. Yeah. I'm very concerned with kids and being exposed to this new age, this, um, mystic kind of monsters and demons and things like that. I think it's something we need to really watch out. And I think, yeah, that plays right into the, you know, the ghosts and, uh, and demons and, and they are all. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think the, to, to take this step further, you know, we can talk about ghosts and stuff all day long. It's an interesting episode uh, or topic. But the question centering, centering around conspiracy theories and theories, I, as a Christian, I don't think we should be investing really any time at all. But I think that's a personal conscience, you know, objection, right? Or, or position. If you think that you can, you know, entertain it and it's not going to convict you of anything then there's nothing wrong with it so if you i mean i'm sorry i am gonna interrupt so yeah you bring up a great point (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry and um it just popped in my head and i'll forget it otherwise um Mm -hmm. with respect to conspiracy theories now if we're talking about um because i'm the one who said ghost demons and nephilim things like that so i I kind of injected that into maybe the question and I shouldn't have, but now if we're talking about the government. Yeah, that's where I was going to go okay, with it. You go, mm-hmm. you go then. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, was going to say, um, I, I think it's interesting to talk about like the Nephium and like demons and stuff like, like, cause you can pull stuff like that out of scripture and talk about it. And it's not necessarily conspiracy theory. It's just questions of the unknown realms, right? right? We just don't have answers fully laid out in scripture form. Right. But the conspiracy theories like who killed JFK, you know, uh, do aliens live in the oceans or is, you know, is there secret government laboratories going on and, you know, in a mountain somewhere in Alaska, there's actually a whole show on travel channel about that. It's really weird. Um, interesting. <laughs> does, does Bigfoot exist? I mean, these are, you know, Loch Ness monster and stuff like that. I mean, you can go down to the rabbit holes, and you can find some really weird and interesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching one uh, show a while back, and they talked about this airport in the U.S. I think it was in Arizona that was brand new, and it was completely built in such an elaborate manner that all of the conspiracy theorists were like just drooling on it. They were like, oh, they are doing secret stuff there. And this is actually like a place for like aliens to come. Right. And I mean, it was like, it's real. I was just like, I watched it and I'm like, my eyes rolled into the back of my head so hard. <laughs> and 
because I mean, it's like the same theory behind Area 51, right? Yeah. That's where all the alien, yeah. you know, autopsies happen. And look, if you if that's like what you enjoy doing, and it doesn't hamper your walk with Christ, <laughs> go for it. I mean, it, there's nothing in Scripture that says you know that you can't entertain government, you know, theories because you know let's be honest i mean uh if you haven't heard about area 51 or you know some of the like even even people claiming that covid's a hoax i mean if you haven't heard about that stuff you got to be living under a rock by now yeah huge rock too the biggest rock <laughs> well what what about things like uh the da vinci code right that movie oh okay. yeah 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 so, so let's talk about that a little bit with you know conspiracy yeah. theories and how that's all are intertwined and, and i don't remember the movie but i mean isn't that like doesn't that point to like the, the roman catholic church or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. what about that so there's the da vinci code um dan brown's the author of this series um i did another book and a movie and now i can't think of it da vinci code angels and, and demons angels and demons that's yeah, it 2009 I actually have yeah i have the books um, I've read them. I watched the movies before I was like authentically saved. I loved that stuff. Like I was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Like the Left Behind now too. Oh uh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that's a whole nother theor- conspiracy theorist that we'll talk about later in the eschatology series. Right. Um, <laughs> but the Dan Brown stuff to me was um, it was interesting because it created this like what if scenario. Now, I did not, and I could at the time discern the fact that obviously Jesus did not have a proceeding bloodline. He did not have any children. Um, Mary Magdalene was not his wife. Yeah. You know, like I, like I could discern that. Like I knew enough at that point to be like, it's just fabricated for the story. Right. Um. But, you know, like those kind of movies, um, you know, like where they chase the Holy Grail and or they, ch- you know, chase the covenant, the Ark of the Covenant and things like that. They're entertainment. Yeah. And and as an adult, you have to be able to discern entertainment from, you know, real biblical theology. Are they actually taking the Bible into context and explaining it and then coming to this conclusion? Because if they are, then that's really bizarre. And and I think that goes to show even outside of the conspiracy theories into the norm into the normality of the church today, where we are starting to see this these passages being explained into a manner that haven't been explained like in two thousand years. Case in point, the ELCA, you know, they got a whole document on their website saying that language is important, but now they're going to change the pronouns because the Hebrew or Greek language referring to God is a feminine use of the word. And so that way, so that manner indicates that God is referring to himself in the female pronoun, Oh my! God. which is just a load of garbage. No, no theologian in the last 2000 years has come to this conclusion until we hit the seventies and the radical progression of liberal theology took its hold. Mm-hmm. And so, if we get into that juncture with conspiracy theories, then then that's a big problem. But if we are discerning and just looking for entertainment, I, I really don't see an issue with it. But again, it all comes down to your your own conscience. Your own conscience is it convicted or not? Are you feel? Do you feel 
queasy and weary, just like Courtney's question. It felt weird because this guy was talking about Black Lives Matter. It does. You will know if it's funky. I mean, it's funky cheese. Get out of there. Yeah. It it doesn't have a place in the pulpit. I mean, period, end of story. This, this, uh, you know, the codes, all that stuff. That is absolutely not what a preacher, a teacher of the word should be putting out there to, to the congregation, to the sheep. Because these, mm-hmm. these people that they're shepherding, they're learning and you're, te- you know, the pastors are teaching them. You're, you're, you know, you're bringing them along. We're, we're laymen, right? Yep. I mean, so, in, so we as lay people need to discern and listen to what that pastor, preacher, teacher is saying, go to scripture and, and figure it out, weigh it, weigh it in context to what, um, you know, what's in the Bible. What, what is God's word? I agree. And I don't think any of this kind of stuff has any place in the pulpit by any means. And I think as, you know, somebody who's experienced somewhat of being in the pulpit and preaching, my, my sermon is strictly scriptural and you've seen my notes. You, the listeners have heard some have heard a handful of my sermons. I don't preach on, you know, societal movements. I don't preach on government conspiracy conspiracy theories. I don't preach on, you know, the, the wind shifting, you know, it's what does God's word say? Biblically based sermons, teachings. That's, that's why, that's why you listen to, uh, you know, these, these men of God, these, these pastors that are supposed to be leading you and teaching you and, and weaning you off the milk, if you will. Right. Yep. Exactly. It takes time, right? It takes time and patience it takes an understanding of what god's word says it takes time to study it you know you're not going to be an expert overnight i still have a long ways to go myself anthony you can say the same i mean we're not the experts you know when we get these types of questions and we we make sure we research them ahead of time and dig into you know our notes our commentaries before we can formulate a thought um we don't take this stuff lightly and neither should you as a listener. If you do listen to this, this podcast or, or Undying Light, you, know, you should know that we take these roles extremely seriously because we're entrusted with delivering sound doctrine to our followers. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. You know, per, case in point, perfect example. Um, I did a one of those uh, Weird Verse Wednesday uh, for Bible yep. guys, I know you did Bible dingers. Yeah, I know Nick and Paul did as well. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. telling Nick uh, from Bible dingers, I was like, "Hey, man, I I'm a, a lay person, and you know, I what I need to um, you know share. I mean, I take it so seriously, and in what I'm reading, and as I was moving through the verse, I was so nervous because I wanted nothing more than to represent God's word." because it's God's word. It's not my word. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so scared about the interpretation and, and digging into the scripture. I was so, I mean, I had you, had, had you look over my note. You're right. We, we all take it seriously. Um, and, and again, as a quote layperson, I so nervous when I sharing anything on Instagram or, you know, doing something like that weird verse Wednesday. So I think that's a good way to wrap this show. I think yeah. we nailed some, some good questions and I think we had some good conversation and, 
I, I really did enjoy these conversations. I thought they were um, very, uh, very fruitful and helpful and, you know, unpacking a lot of personal and, uh, you know, scriptural instances and trying, you know, and, and, and just, again, pointing people back to Christ because that's our purpose with this show. That's right. Keeping it, I mean, hate to coin the phrase, the keeping it real as, <laughs> you know, as, as this show is strictly about, um, you know, us learning with, with whoever's listening and in your mm-hmm. questions and your input. So keep sending questions, um, yep. keep asking questions. I know I'm going to keep asking questions and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's this journey that we're here, uh, together as, as Christian brothers and sisters. So this is absolutely this is awesome. And I know you keep asking questions, which is awesome. Cause I try to keep up with finding answers to them. <laughs> you know, we had a, like, it, like I said earlier in the show, we had a four, 55 minute conversation earlier and it you know we went down like 50 rabbit holes and it was it was really good and very fruitful i was i really enjoyed that conversation yeah, i really did too yeah i wish we had recorded it would have been <laughs> um, it would have been a great episode yeah, right <laughs> i was i actually at one point i thought about man i should get my recorder out and record this just because it was it was really good i mean it was good it, it was like one of those like the Holy Spirit is just sitting in that call and the questions and the answers on both sides were just spot on. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't make it up. It's really just a beautiful conversation. Yes. But time has moved on and we've done a lot of stuff this week already. It's only Tuesday. I'm going to head to bed because I'm tired. I know you're an hour ahead of me. Yeah. And I got to get up at five in the morning tomorrow. So Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Um, again, send your voice questions to uh, undyinglightministries at gmail.com or speakgospeltruth at gmail.com or DM us, whatever works best. Get us your questions. We will answer them. Doreen, Doreen Virtue coming on August 15th. We'll talk about our book and we'll get back to questions the end of August or maybe even do some drive-bys and answer your question specifically and only your question. So... Guys, that's it for us. You have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you all in August. God bless.